Hello, 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 hello. This is Letting It All Hang Out, the show where we bring together some rad individuals that make me want to get out, live life to the fullest, and hopefully inspire you to do the same. Today, I chatted up with Allie Hadley. Allie and I actually met a few years back, which we'll get into that story a little bit during the episode. And she was going through similar entrepreneurial journey right about the same time I was. So it's awesome to get to chat with her about this. Allie is a performance and holistic health coach that has a deep burning passion to help people live their healthiest and happiest life. How fucking awesome. Her passion for helping others was actually ignited during her collegiate track and field career. This is where she scratched the surface of being a high achiever by winning the NCAA D3 National Championship in the javelin throw. From there, Ali dove in headfirst into the fitness world by working with hundreds of individuals to reach their health and wellness goals, as well as obsessing over how to optimize the human body. Through the last decade of her career, Allie realized that just the physical work of showing up for your workouts was not enough. The ultimate transformation exists within not just the physical body, but the mind and the soul as well. This is where Allie's business of soul-centered strength training was born, baby. Allie now runs her own business, Advanced Training, where she offers one-on-one coaching programs as well as group membership for high-achieving women who want to leverage the success they've had in the workplace and into their health and wellness routines. This conversation with Ali is a hoot and you're definitely going to get a big juicy bite of wellness knowledge in this. Before we jump straight into the episode, I want to acknowledge the sponsor of this episode, Naked Warrior Recovery. Naked Warrior Recovery is a Navy SEAL owned and operated CBD and recovery supplement company. A big reason why I'm a huge fan of them is that they know that the only way to perform at our highest potential is to allow our bodies and minds the opportunity to actually relax and recover. In order to get yourself a 20% discount on some high quality CBD products, super greens, and more, you can use the discount code Kalani20 on their website at nw-recovery.com. That's Kalani20, K-A-L-A-N-I 20 on their website at nw-recovery.com. On to the show. Hey, hey. what's good? Well, everything's good, I guess. So everything, how's good good with you? Look at you. Where are you at this time? Um, we are coming from Bend, Oregon. Nice. This is the grand finale. This is our last stop. And then we're, uh, we're heading back to Seattle for a week and then off to Mexico for a couple weeks. Ooh, that's fun. When are you going to Mexico? April 5th to 22nd. That's soon as fuck. I know. I'm so excited. I'm like so ready for the sunshine. I love the snow, but the last spot we were in Sun Valley, we got some really good spring skiing in and I like spring skiing, but it's not like, I don't by any means live for it. Like some people do. And Feb was so epic with snow that I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for season to be over. Give me the sunshine. And uh, now that we're in Bend, the sun's kind of here, but it's still cold. So I'm just like, give me a tan (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's too funny I uh we had some friends visiting from Pacific Northwest area um also Oregon and Seattle and so when they came down here they were we were like oh let's get some sun let's get some sun and in my mind and in Val's mind since we live in the sun basically I was like you know what I don't want to get a sunburn or anything I think I'm gonna try and stay in the shade wound up getting a bad sunburn anyway (laughs) Oh, I see a little bit of remnant. Is that remnants for lighting? Yeah, dude. No, it's probably sunburn. (laughs) But that's really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, Um, yeah. I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked to, it's fun. It's been fun, a wild ride to say the least. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been on the road for since you guys like left and then till the day you come back, I guess? Uh, We've been on the road Jan 20 third or sorry okay. December 23rd was the day I left for, our, for Tahoe which was our first stop and we've been not we've not stayed anywhere longer than three weeks only a couple spots we were up for three weeks so for February was a, a marathon of like it was week after week after week we were just moving moving locations seeing people dude the fact that we haven't gotten COVID yet I'm still blown away <laughs> 
<laughs> or at least like knowing they got it, you know, um, or know people like it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. Well, I'm so. glad that you guys are dealing with it okay and you haven't haven't had any sickness or anything yeah uh, it's probably stupid. all that activity you guys are doing you're like dude invincible. it's a token to a token to a healthy lifestyle man like I think it is a testament to managing stress staying fit I mean we worked out I was at equally if not more consistent with my workouts on the road than I am off the road mm-hmm. um and nutrition we're we have a really good nutritional system and um that with like, we, you know, we go grocery shopping on Monday and we make all our meals until Thursday. And so we only really go out on the weekends for the most part. The last two weeks of Feb were a little rough because we were visiting or we were seeing friends, but mm-hmm. for the most part, we, we eat really clean. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a huge, yeah, it's a huge contributing factor to it for sure. <laughs> has it felt longer, like being out for those few months or has it gone by like really quick since you guys have been doing so much? Such a good question. Honestly, I think it's lies somewhere in the middle. And I think because we both were in such a good headspace going in, we weren't necessarily like, ah, I need to get on the road. I'm losing my mind. Or we weren't like, man, can we speed this up a little bit? It's dragging on. I think we both were truly just enjoying every moment to the fullest because every moment has been so sweet, whether it's just us two or whether we're with friends or we're out on the mountain. Um, I think when I look back, and I love that you asked that because I haven't thought about it till this moment. Um, I look back and I feel like it was just right. It was like just mm-hmm. the right amount of time. I look, it, it technically, I mean, yes, it's like, how do we already get to this place? But when I was in it, it was just, it was just at the perfect pace. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somewhere um, in the those are the best when you're just like constantly yeah. in flow of everything. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. That's awesome. No, totally so, in the flow. I think, I think going into it, if you're like, if you have the mentality of like, I'm going to be super present on this trip. I'm going to enjoy every second because it reminded me a lot of when we traveled to New Zealand for a year and lived there and worked there. It reminded me a lot of those times of just feeling so free and doing whatever you want and obviously doing it like adult mode now because we have jobs, <laughs> but they, they work really well with what we're doing. And that, I think going into it, I knew it was going to fly by. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to soak up every second. I'm going to stay as true to my values as I can but I'm also not going to not stay up until midnight or 1 PM. Cause I won't, you know, cause I'm not going to get enough sleep the next day. Like I won't do that every day, but there was a week in Sun Valley that we were just like, go, 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 go. And I was like, this is one week out of my life. This isn't my lifestyle. And I'm just going to embrace it. Cause I love these people. I'm loving these experiences we're, we're sharing with each other. So I think that helped knowing going into it, it was going to go by fast. So I'm just going to soak up every moment. yeah yeah oh man I want to ask you more questions about this um so we'll just like get into our origin story I know we we talked about that a little bit like before we got on today's podcast and everything and I think it's a perfect way to start because it explains how the hell you and I know each other and then it's a perfect segue into what you do now so for everybody listening who has no idea who we are um, or who Ali is, we met at Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, how many years ago was that? I feel like it was, we probably met five. I would, I, I'm 27 right now. I was probably 23, four years ago. Oh, that is so crazy. So it was four years ago. Yeah. And I started off as a sales associate and Ali came in, she was a badass coach. I became a coach at some point during that time. And it was a really fun experience. We bonded over health and wellness and a lot of other things too. And definitely not just that. And during that time, you and I both were going sort of through this like transition period. And I wanted to uh, spread my wings, so to speak, and go off into, I don't know, starting my own business. At that time, I thought I knew what it was and it shifted and you were going through something similar. So I'll let you take the stage, so to speak. And, uh, tell us about like your journey from being a coach and then that transition period of like taking off and doing your own thing um, through entrepreneurial business adventures. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a whirlwind. I feel like this is such a treat to be able to share this with you because we truly did start at a very similar place. Um, Yeah. I joined, uh, I started working at Orange Theory. I was fresh off the boat from New Zealand. I've been living there for a year 
I had gotten some experience um, in the personal training realm. I was a gym floor instructor, which isn't even a personal train, trainer over there. You, you, you just walk around the gym floor and ask people if they need help with exercise and you kind of help them. And honestly, you do a lot of talking and made a lot of friends that way. But anyways, um, I started doing group fitness there as well, doing the leads, mills, um, body pump and grit. And it was fun. It really fit my extroverted personality, uh, combining my athleticism. I've been an athlete my whole life. So it just felt like this natural progression. And so I joined, um, I lived in Bothell. Haley worked at OTF Bothell. So I hit up the manager there and said, hey, can I get a job as a coach? I just need to get started. I really like the fitness world. Uh, and I want to just get some experience in it. So started, worked there for two and a half years. And it was so funny when you were moving was right around when I was actually done being a coach there. And I came to you for some social media help because I wanted to start growing my business. And I realized while working there, I loved helping people get healthier. That just wasn't the mode or the tool that I wanted to use to do it. I think it was fantastic in so many ways. It got a lot of people started. Um, but I felt like there were some other ways that aligned with my values a little bit more as a trainer and as a, as a health coach um, to help people achieve their results. So I just started training people in-house actually. I would either go to their house or they would come to mine. And from there, I got this crazy training gig at a video game company, training their employees. So I was doing corporate wellness, just getting more and more experience. Like I was honestly, there was a point where I had four or five jobs. I was a track and field coach. Um, I was the head throws coach for women's high school. I was training in house. I was doing OTF a little bit still like one day a week. And then I started the valve gig and I was like, this is so much, this is so overwhelming. There's no way this is sustainable. And so I kind of leaned towards what I liked more, which was I liked having my own business doing the in-house stuff, but I need a, I need a hub. I need a advanced hub. I need one spot. So yeah. Um, so I quit Orange Theory, quit the track coach gig and stayed with training the video game employees who are surprisingly athletic, was not fitting the stereotype that I was expecting. Um, there's some serious athletes at, at high, at Valve, the high level uh, video game over there. And, uh, and so I did that for about a year and a half, almost actually two years. Um, and during that time, I transitioned my in-person business to a gym. I had a friend that opened a gym and he was a, a phenomenal mentor of mine. And he took me on kind of under his wing, but said, Hey, you know, this is on you. I, you're not going to essentially like jump in on my business. Like you can do your own thing, which is what I asked for. So I said, amazing. I don't want a boss. I don't also, I don't want to be a boss. I want to be somewhere in the middle and just focus on my own thing until I realize what my next step is going to be. And I loved it. I loved having my own business. I loved it equally as much as I love training people. And so through that, I did just tons. I flew out of the, all over the country for educational courses on how to make people healthier, how to better my business, and just fell in love with the whole, the whole process. And so I knew to become more dynamic with my business and also to suit the person I was. I love to travel. Being an in-person trainer is not the best gig. <laughs> um, you know, it's a lot, it's the time for the dollar. And we know that that um, doesn't always work out well. And I also found that I started training some people online just randomly. I found the people I was training online were embracing another part of the journey that was really cool, which was the mindset portion, which was changing and evolving your state of mind as opposed to just showing up for an hour and working out. So I said, oh, that's really cool. And I realized that that was leading to even more results than just my one-on-one -on -one strength and conditioning. Um, and so I hired a coach a year before the pandemic to help me take part of my business virtual. So I wasn't going time for the dollar so I could give more to my clients and not just show up drained all day because showing up training eight people back to back, eight to 10 people in a row, working 10, 12 hour days, just the environment was fun, but it just wasn't sustainable once again. And so I hired this coach and I was actually going to launch my first virtual program about a month before the pandemic hit. And yeah, crazy timing. I took the pandemic as the biggest sign from the universe to just say, Allie, it is your time to shine. Go help people. And so I gym closed. I work 
probably closer to 18 hour days. I was working insane amounts for about two months to get this program up and running. That was all about exercise, mindset, nutrition. I wanted to do the full shebang. I wanted to help people on all three corners of their health. Um, and we did it. I had, I had like 20 people enrolled in my first group program. It was a blast and everything's just kind of been evolving and falling into place from there. And so, yeah, now I'm a hundred percent virtual as a holistic health coach and yeah, that's where oh, we're at. <laughs> wow. That's so crazy. And, and you went through so many twists and turns and just things that, uh, you know, probably in the moment didn't feel like, like where you needed to be maybe. And you were just like, oh my God, there's so much stuff going on, but it all led you to here, like the path that you're on now, which is just so wild. And it sounds like with all of that stuff, like you had four jobs in one time, um, you were launching this virtual coaching part of your business right before that pandemic hit. And then it hit and you had to go through, first of all, you were in the whole, like learning something new essentially mm -hmm. during this whole time too. And on top of that, all of this outside stuff that is, you know, outside of your control is happening as well. It sounds like to be able to stay focused and make it work and stay motivated through all of that requires a lot of discipline. And you've done a lot of stuff, um, you know, earlier in your life too, that probably required a lot of discipline. Has that something that's been like part of your nature or have you learned to cultivate it better? Dude, oh, such a good question. And that is such a magical word in my life. I, I live by it so deeply. And so I think with being an athlete, and just a little background, I did collegiate athletics. I was a javelin thrower. Um, I threw the spear that you see people, people usually see it in the Olympics. So I give that analogy, people throwing the big spear. Um, I did that in college and I did pretty well. And so I think during that time, high school and college, there was a lot of discipline um, that was cultivated during that time. Um, and, you know, I would have to show up to practices, weights, eat clean, uh, whether or not it's what I wanted to do. I always say champions aren't made when the going was easy. Champions are made when it's tough, right? Michael Jordan didn't become one of the best, if the best basketball player to ever live because all of his games and practices and weights, it was all easy. He faced serious obstacles. He faced serious challenges and he, his why and his purpose for pursuing forward and moving forward was deeper than any obstacle he was going to face. And so I feel like I've kind of through athletics has have developed that mentality. And so that kind of champion state of mind per se, I've very much transferred over into my coach, my coaching business and being an entrepreneur and guiding other people into creating discipline throughout their life. So mm -hmm. yes, to say the least. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and when you were talking about obstacles, um, something that every time somebody brings up obstacles, I, I typically think of how we create a lot of our own obstacles. We create a lot of our own hurdles. And because of that, well, let me back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. When I used to hear that, like, oh, I'm creating my own obstacles, it irritated me because I was like, well, why would I do that? How did I do that? And then if that's true, tell me how to get over it. And I think so often when we create our own obstacles, it's more so like you're, you're standing too close to the wall that's blocking you. And then mm -hmm. if you just take a few steps back, you'll realize that you can just walk around it. And uh, I would love to hear your perspective on overcoming hurdles and sort of how we can recognize the obstacles or hurdles that we do set for ourselves. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, what first came to mind when you were talking about how we create our own obstacles on that note, it brings um, a quote, uh, I think Brendan Burchard mentioned it recently, I was watching something of his and he said, perfectionism is the lowest standard we can have for ourselves. And I think, you know, I deal with them currently working with a couple of people who struggle with perfectionism and not holding them back. And what that quote meant to me was that we put up this standard, right, or these obstacles as because we're, we're afraid. We're afraid a perfectionist, right, is afraid to put their work out there because it's not perfect. It's not done just right. And you create 
this, this standard that's so unachievable because it means that you don't actually have to put yourself out there. It's your fears being bigger than your passions, your purposes. And so on another note, when it comes to obstacles is, I think it comes down to how committed you are to whatever's on the other side. So like, if you say, I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay. I really, I, people come to me all the time. I want to lose 10 pounds. And I say, okay, cool. You want it, but are you committed to it? Are you committed to losing 10 pounds? Because when you write down on a piece of paper, I, Ali Hadley, am committed to, and I probably wouldn't say measure only by losing weight, but for this example, I'll say I'm committed to losing 10 pounds. Um, my, that commitment statement, I ha it has to be stronger than any other obstacle that comes in my path. And so if this obstacle is able to overcome whatever it is I'm trying to achieve, then you haven't truly committed to whatever it is you want or whatever it is you desire. And I think that goes even deeper to your why. And I think in the personal development space, your why is talked about often. Um, I don't think we always know how to get there. Or if, you know, I ask, you know, Haley, why do you want to get strong? Your goal is to get strong. Why do you want to get strong? Because I want to like, because I want to look good. Because I want to like show off my guns. I'm like, well, why do you want to do that? And people stop right there. They stop at the physique so often and they don't get to the core of like, why is it that you want to be healthy? Oh, because your, your parents died of diabetes and you don't want to die? You want to thrive? You want to live? Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting a little deeper. That, you know, that party that there's going to be a ton of al alcohol at that normally would maybe act as an obstacle in the pursuit of you trying to become your healthiest version of yourself is no longer your... You know, it's not so much that it's not hard to say no, but it's really clear that you need to say no. And so that, I mean, I think it comes down to how committed are you to whatever you want to achieve and, and what's your why behind anything that you're doing. If you live a life with a deep commitment and a deep why, then those obstacles, you're going to find a way, you're going to find a way around them. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love the way that you talk about these commitments and, and that quote you said from Brendan Richard, um, what it was mm -hmm. perfection is the lowest bar we can set for ourselves. That's where Pretty we're much. Yeah. Perfectionism is the lowest standard you can have. Lowest standard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really love that because with commitment, with discipline, even going back to your why, we're always going to like fuck up a little bit. You know, we're gonna slip up, we're gonna make mistakes. Um, and in the moment, it can feel like a massive failure, whether it's with food or you skipped going to the gym for a few weeks or whatever it may be. And it's really hard to like pick yourself back up again. Mm -hmm. You're so attached to that, why? What's some things that you recommend to people or what's your method for when you do find yourself in that low point of a failure or a mistake? Yeah. to get that motivation to continue going? Oh, such a good question. Um, right now, there's a couple different ways you could go about. I think there's something that's come to the top of my head is um, the process of letting things go. And the process of, let, I have this saying called, let it go and let it flow. Okay, let it go and let it flow. And when you have something that puts you down, you know, I can think of countless times that I've been told no, or I thought someone was going to start training with me. They were going to sign up for a program and they ended up going a different direction. And, or someone tells me that what I'm doing is not legit, or I don't know anything to, to put me down. I find that I first have to gain awareness into this is happening right now. I have to have awareness that this, I, this just made me feel really bummed and I'm upset. Awareness is the number one key or the first thing in letting it go. Okay. And then from there, after gaining awareness, I think you have to do a short-term process. Now, I think a lot of people, I work with a ton of um, like spirit, people that live in the spiritual space, like spiritual entrepreneurs live in the woohoo world. I love it. I'm so woohoo-y. It's, it's the best, but um, <laughs> Uh, a lot of those girls can get really stuck and in the process phase. So they got the, they have the awareness. This is happening. This is here to the surface. The number two is when they're processing, they get, they go. So people can go so deep 
because a lot of times it's easier to stay in that deep place because it doesn't mean you have to overcome your fears, right? You don't have to overcome, um, you don't have to put yourself out there again. Like I got told when I first started training and I hit up a guy to ask him if I could start training in his gym and he was a major mentor of mine and he said no because I wanted to run my own business and not fit his brand. And when I initially heard that, I took it so personally and I didn't want to ask anyone else again to go work at their gym because I didn't want to, I didn't want to put myself out there and get hurt again. So I think you need to process, but don't get stuck in the processing. And so you can process through, I think, meditation, different forms of breath work, um, journaling, talking. My partner is my best way that I honestly process whenever I'm feeling anything negative or not negative, but if I'm feeling down, frustrated, fearful, I usually immediately will talk it out with her. I know some people that's not how they roll, but that's personally where I've seen a lot of success. And, um, and then once you process, you have to move on. You have to, do not let this past trauma continue to hold you down. You have to make a choice of whether am I going to grow and move forward or am I going to stay in fear and live in the past? And from there, if you, because when you hold on to fears, when you hold on to that doubt, and like in my experience, when I held on to that doubt, it functions at a very low vibration, a very low frequency, okay? We talk about how life, like vibrations and frequencies and energies attract. And if I hold on to that doubt, it's only going to grow bigger. It wants to attract like vibrations. So I'm going to attract more doubt, more fear, more insecurities, and I'm going to fill up my heart space with all of these feelings that don't feel very good. And all of a sudden I'm in a really dark hole. So what I have to do is I have to let them go. I have to let go of my doubt. I have to recognize that these thoughts exist, but the only thoughts that are true are the thoughts you speak truth to. Mm. That right there, I think, is a very key thing to hold on to. So the only thoughts that are true are the ones you speak truth to. If I didn't want to have doubt, it wouldn't be in my mind, right? No one wants to have doubt. No one wants to have fear, anger, resentment, guilt. They're, we actually don't even really completely understand where these thoughts come from. They are a stream of our subconscious. They could be spiritual things. You can call them whatever they want, but they're there. The thoughts that are true are the ones you speak truth to. So I recognize doubt exists. I say doubt. You are no longer going to have control of me. I'm going to talk about my partner. I'm going to write it in my journal. I'm going to meditate on it, whatever your floats your boat. And then I'm going to move forward and speak truth to the thoughts that build me up and serve the direction I want to go. So I say, Ali, you're a rock star. Ali, you're a kick-ass holistic health coach. Ali, you're going to help so many people keep putting yourself out there. That one person, their opinion, their opinion doesn't matter. It's, it's the thoughts. I'm going to speak truth to those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And from there, we get to the final phase of letting it go and letting it flow, which is all of a sudden, you start putting yourself out there like that. Your heart fills with love, joy, compassion confidence, happiness, all these things, guess what vibrations and frequencies we're attracting? We're attracting those opportunities that are associated with those vibrations. And so all of a sudden you are now letting it go and letting it flow. And the, the beginning of this awareness, by the way, if you want to learn more on this topic, The Untethered Soul is a phenomenal book that goes really deep into this topic. Um, but anyways, once you start doing that, in the beginning, it feels hard like any practice, you pick up a sport, it feels really hard in the beginning, right? You start a nutrition regimen, it feels really tough in the beginning, but as you practice and get better, right? It gets easier. It becomes second nature, all right? So your brain, this letting it go, letting it flow is the exact same thing. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> to answer your question. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and it's such great advice too. And, and really starting with that awareness and then accepting it and then taking action. And all three of those are, are key to be able to let that go and then start to attract that flow and live life in a flow state. Mm. And I really love that. And it's so interesting to me um, to, to hear it from the way that you explain it. And I agree wholeheartedly with everything that you said. Um, and it's so true. Like it's a constant practice. And the more that we do it, the easier it gets. I remember, and I'm sure you've had this similar experience where when I first tried to start doing that, 
there was a lot of uh, speed bumps along the way and it didn't feel good and it felt really frustrating. And then as little by little, just starting with, you know, things that happen in your daily life too. Like somebody cuts you off while you're driving and you're like, ah, and then you're like, wait, is it really that big of a deal? Probably not. So even letting very small stuff, letting that go and then letting that flow is this cornerstone or a stepping stone to being able to let those bigger things go and allow more of that flow. And it makes life honestly so much more simple. Yeah. You start letting things go. Like that guy cut you off, right? You got your driving, this guy cut you off. Normally you would be honking, flip him off, you know, just like so pissed. Okay, now, now another guy cuts you off. You're getting more angry. You're like, is this just one of those days that people are just going to be assholes to me? All right. And then you spill your coffee. Like when you walk into the office or into the house, it's like, what is going on? And it's the domino effect. And it goes the other way around too. You start your day with a little bit of gratitude practice. And if you feel like you're holding on to anything, you kind of recognize like for me, I'm like, okay, me and my partner got in that, you know, fight last night. This is how I'm going to let it go. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to apologize. And I'm just going to say, try to get to a win-win situation and, and walk away and no longer hold on to it. And it's going to, it's going to be a domino effect in a positive way as well. Cause maybe later that day, my partner comes home and brings me flowers. Cause she's like, I'm so sorry about that fight we got in, you know? And then, you know, it leads to maybe a lot better evening, probably, you know, with, with maybe she cooks me a meal. I don't know. It could lead to this cascade of positive effect, uh, events that happen in your life. Um, and it's so freeing to know that you don't have to hold on to your guilt. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hold on to your regret. Um, I've got a client who um, was an alcoholic for 30 years. And she's just like, I'm just so angry at myself for those actions. I'm so angry that I did that. And, and I just said that anger, tell me how that's going to serve your future. Tell me how that, she goes, what's going to remind me to not ever do it again. I was like, do you need, as I said, you are so stern and you're, it's been a year and a half now. You're, you never teeter. First of all, she, she really is a, it's amazing to see you've been seeing her recovery, but I said, do you need that anger to really remember or can you just remember that that was a part of your journey and you don't want to, you know, because that anger will manifest in other relationships. And do you want to take that anger out on your partner, on your friends, on your coworkers? She goes, well, no. I said, you have to let it go. And um, we were just talking this, this week and she was just saying, I just, I feel so much lighter. <laughs> I feel so, so much happier, so much more joy. And it's all a choice. It's a choice. No one's making you hold on to those things. So it's very freeing, I think, to be able to really, really embrace that concept. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful to realize and recognize for ourselves that it is a choice. We don't have to hold on to anything. We don't have to do or think or feel certain things. Yes, it may happen, yeah. but then we get a choice right afterward. Um, and so that's mm-hmm. such a powerful thing. I want to switch gears a little bit because everything that we've been talking about, yeah. which I'm also excited yeah. to move into this next topic, Everything we've been talking yeah. about seems like it's going to be in line with what you call, I don't know if it's a method, a strategy, an acronym, whatever, it's called SHRED. <laughs> and when you sent this to me, I was like, oh, I like this. It feels like it could be a motto that I could for sure live by. So tell me about SHRED, what that means. Oh, yes. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Just so you know, it's not a snow, I'm a big snowboarder skier. I just finished up this huge mountain mountain tour, traveling to different mountains and shredded it up. So funny. I was laying in bed last night. I was like, this is so much more than just health and wellness. This is like my, this is my life. And this is shredding. And just the, what shredding means in the snowboarding sense is just ripping it up. Talk about a flow state, man. Just flowing down the mountain, splishing and splashing snow, like throwing a little pizzazz in there, have, going fast and having fun with your friends. So I was thinking about that last night and I, I just had to bring that up because I was like, oh, so it could be a life mentality. Um, so shred, shred is something I was, I was really thinking of like what this spring, you know, with the pandemic, you know, what, where are people at right now? Like, what do they need? Where I think when it came to the pandemic, a lot of people put in perspective of how important their health is and how being healthy and taking care of this body, mind and soul is it's no longer a luxury, but essential. Because guess what happens when you don't have your health, you have literally nothing. 
And I think that really hit home the past year and a half year. Um, and so I was like, what do I'm trying to find where people need? So I came up with this acronym shred. Um, and it's, I think it's a mentality that can be embraced for sure. So I'll go ahead and go into what that acronym stands for and what shred means to me and how it can help you. So S is all about serving. Now, not necessarily mean, you know, yes, serve others, but you have to serve yourself before you serve others. Okay. You can't take care of your, like, for example, your parents, your parents are aging. My parents are going into retirement soon. We talk about what's going to happen. If they need to go into a home, are they going to move in with us? They are far, far, far from that. <laughs> Don't get mad at me, mom. But <laughs> those conversations are had. Right. In order for me to serve my parents, though, I have to be in good health. I have to be taking care of myself. You cannot, you know, you've probably heard before, you can't give from an empty glass. You have to be able to fill up your own glass. So I think as we move into the next phase of life, schools are opening up. Kids are going back to school. Give time for yourself. You have to do that. So S kind of stands for the first thing I want you to embrace in this series of shred. Serve yourself before you serve others. Then H is all about health. And when I talk about health, I'm talking physical, mental, emotional, okay? Exercise, nutrition, mindset, breath work, um, self-care, right? You have to take care of your health. So how are you going to serve you? Well, number one is by taking care of your health. And I recommend always starting with some form of exercise or nutrition, meditation, um, anything that's going to be serving your body good. Okay. Now E is all about embodiment. So embodiment, what is this word embodiment? When I asked my coach a couple years ago, I said, I want to teach embodiment, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> she was like, she got a little feisty with me. She goes, Allie, you are embodiment. You are doing it. You are the person that you want to be. You are her. You are here now. And I I was like, huh? I, don't, I still don't really get it. So I started Googling some things and I realized that you have to embody the person you want to become now. You have to embody this person now. See, for example, I have someone, you know, a woman that comes to me that says, I want to look really good in my bikini this summer. Like this summer, I want to just have a banging bod. So I say, okay, let's tap in to this woman that has a banging bod. What, what does she do? Okay, what does she feel? What emotions does she experience on a daily basis? What actions does she take on a daily basis? And so by embody, it's you are that person now. Okay, you are that person now. Your brain, I learned this working with the sports psychologists when I was training in college. He goes, your brain does not know the difference between what you're seeing here and what's actually happening in your reality. So I don't know if, Haley, you have ever gone through a visualization before where you did a visualization so deep, you experienced something and you saw things, you felt what you were seeing in your mind, all right? And the only difference was your eyes were closed versus your eyes being open. But those feelings exist. And in life, the girl that came to me that wants the bang and bought in her bikini this summer, she doesn't care about the bikini bod. She cares about the feelings that she's going to get or she thinks she's going to get by having the bang and bod. Okay, so really embodiment is all about tapping into the feelings that you wish to have. And when you tap into those feelings, you're going to get to where you want to go about 10 times faster, exponentially faster. You may even realize that you're actually already there because she wants the six pack abs. She wants the banging bikini bod. But what if that meant she lived in a closet for the rest of her life with that body? Would she still want it? Probably not. She wants the either the confidence that's going to come with that. She wants the love she may receive from that validation. Um, the ability, maybe it's more about functionality and with the strong body, she's going to be able to hike and bike and do those things that give her a lot of joy. So that's where embodiment is. And I think it's a step that's often missed in the health and wellness realm is we get so focused on the physical goal and achieving the physical goal that we don't focus on actually embodying that person. And when a lot of people achieve those physical goals, um, they don't sustain them because 
their whole motivation was all determined based on, I'm going to achieve that goal. Once I have that physical goal, then I'm there. Now what? As opposed to, I'm going to embody, I'm going to try and feel the emotions that I want to feel. Um, when you're happy, right? When you feel good, you tend to want to take care of yourself more. You, you want, you have more of a reason. I feel like a deeper drive for living, even when you feel more joy, when you feel more love. Um, so anyways, E is for embodiment and just embody, tap into the feels now. Do not wait until you get to the goal to feel there because Haley, you can probably speak for this. A lot of uh, quote unquote high achievers or entrepreneurs think that they need the money, they need the things, they need the cars, they need the house, they need the, the IPO because that's gonna give them the feels. And then they get there and they realize, I just threw away 20 years working like a dog to get to this place and it didn't feel like I thought it would. And so embodiment's all about feeling the feels now. <laughs> Be that person now. <laughs> um, and then we have, so we have, uh, oh, I missed R. Whoops, you're oh, like Ali, you're spelling dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, you're spelling shed. Um, sorry, I forgot the R. So R is all about routine. Um, creating routines within your day. Automate your day. Look at, think of a, a business or a job, right? When you implement systems of automation, you create a capacity to do more things or you create a capacity to have more freedom um, and you're not exhausted at the end of the day. So automate some routines I recommend starting in the morning, right? A mindful morning routine. Um, and then having an evening routine to end your day. And a reason, a big reason, um, I think routines are so important uh, within specifically your health and wellness here is to, we all struggle with decision fatigue. Have you ever made, right, you know, a bunch of decisions at work or with your kids or with your spouse? Like right now, my partner and I are planning a wedding and it's decision after decision. Eventually, I'm just like writing checks. I don't want to make decisions. Just, just make it happen. Just make it happen because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And with our food, for example, if I've got to make a decision of what am I going to eat for breakfast? What am I going to eat for lunch? What am I going to eat for dinner? By the time I get to dinner, I'm exhausted. And I'm probably going to choose what's most easy and convenient and not necessarily what's the best for me. So when you have, like for me, I have a routine in my morning that makes it easier for my food decisions down the road. I'm very routine and having uh, some variation of a smoothie bowl in the mornings. I mix up the fruit sometimes, I mix up the kind of protein powder, but for the most part, I have that same smoothie bowl every morning with adding just a little bit of variety. because a little bit of variety is important with like kinds of nut butters and stuff I put in there. Um, but having some sort of consistency. And I know when I lock in my mindful morning routine of meditation, movement, insight, which is I read something, um, and gratitude, when I do those things, I have my smoothie bowl, the rest of the day can go to absolute shit. And I know I did something that day that still was really good and really feeling for my body that was gonna set me up for success. Or on the contrary, it ignites momentum of, well, I already ate really clean. I'm not gonna just throw it away. I'm gonna continue eating clean throughout the day because I love the way I'm feeling and it feels a little bit more natural. So bottom line is, Big part of shred is cultivating mindful routines, create some sort of automation within your health and wellness regimen. Don't just guess and show up that morning and say, well, what am I going to do today? You know, <laughs> yes, you can allow variation, but if you show up without a plan or without this automated, for me, the automated routine where it's like second nature, you know, traveling from location to location, I had to have routine. Otherwise my health and wellness was going right out the window. So that was the R in shred, all about routines. Amazing. And D is a word we have already talked about is discipline. So I think, uh, and I love that discipline's at the end of shred because I think we just talked about, you know, S, serve yourself before others, H, um, health within your physical, mental, and emotional states, R, routines, E, embodiment, and D, discipline, having discipline around all of those things. So we started with S, which is serving yourself, serving others. H, R, and E are all about how to do that. And D is the not like the bone that's wrapping the present that's saying, have discipline in all these areas. Um, like I said before, champions aren't made when the going's easy. And I feel like we all should be striving 
to be the champion of our own self, striving to become the best versions of ourself. And a key, key component of that is showing up whether the day is easy or whether the day is hard. And I find when you show up for yourself, when things get challenging, when, you know, um, you're either a little tired that day or works, you're slammed with work. Like I work with this guy, he's a, a a big, big guy at um, like an executive at Microsoft. And for him, our focus the last month has been show up for your workout. Just show up for your workout. Have the discipline of showing up. We are going to make the adjustments when you're there. Okay. But just show up. And some days we crush it and he is just sweating and breathing heavy and just like, oh my gosh, that was the hardest workout of my life. Like so hard. Some days. Yeah. And he loves it. He's so stoked. Some days he shows up, he's like, Allie, I'm exhausted. I have about 30 minutes, but I know I need to move my body. We go through a very gentle mobility flow, yoga flow, but he has cultivated the discipline of no matter what, I show up for that workout. And then I give my body what it needs once I'm there. So show up when it's easy, when it's hard. Mm -hmm. For yourself, so you can show up for others using and leveraging your health, routines and embodying the person you want to be. Mm. So that is shred. That is the acronym of shred. So go shred it up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that. And it really is more so a way of life than anything else. And, and I mean, I don't, did you come up with this in like a dream? Because it really captures a, the whole spectrum of life, like from starting with your inner self, all the way to continuing to make it happen, whatever you want to make happen in your life. Mm -hmm. And it even goes back to commitment and uh, just really nurturing yourself every step of the way, emotionally, physically, mentally. And when we do that, it's like kind of unstoppable. I don't know if you continue to do all of those things and you really dive in and commit to that shred lifestyle, I wholeheartedly believe that anybody who does that would be unstoppable at whatever they, they want to achieve. I, you could almost have a slogan of shred into being unstoppable. Ooh. <laughs> shred into the unstoppable or something, something along the lines of that. But you nailed it, dude. You nailed it. And to answer your question, I actually, I knew I was going to use, I knew I loved the word shred. Like shred was calling me, but I knew it meant something more than just getting shredded. It's not about just getting shredded. Is that a byproduct of embracing shred? Very much a possibility. However, I knew I was like, I just more so want to shred what doesn't serve us and I want to call in what does. And so I knew that that was, that was here. And then I was actually meditating. I was in a, I was doing my 10 minute morning meditation and shred kept coming through. And all of a sudden the S came in, the H came in and I was like, oh my gosh, shred. Here we go, shred up. So just know, guys, I'm not talking about getting shredded here. Shred is all about um, just shredding what has not, especially I think this last year and a half, it's become so clear that there's some things that really weren't serving us. And so we're just going to shred and let go of the past. And we are going to open up our heart and letting all that we want to come in flow through us. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Right it up, dude. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And what a beautiful way to wrap everything up. I always, um, at the end, ask a question to each person. It's the same question, which is for somebody listening, what is one thing that you would say to them? It can be really anything that you feel called to say. It doesn't have to be anything in particular. Oh, so good. You know, on the topic of shred and on the topic of shredding what does not serve us, I think we're jumping into a phase of life where we're starting to add a lot of things in. We're adding vacations. We're adding um, the ability to go and eat in restaurants, adding the ability to go to the gym, um, adding the ability to just go and do things. I want to remind us, I know a lot of people are buying houses right now, adding all the things. Um, don't necessarily think you have to always accumulate, but a lot of the times we have to eliminate. Mm -hmm. And I think this aligns a lot with just the concept of shredding what no longer serves us is um, for anyone listening right now, you don't have to add all the things to feel all the things. 
all the things that you want to feel are right here. I should say right here. <laughs> right here. All the things are right here. And um, you just have to tap into them. You don't need to buy the house, have the cars, have the relationship, have the things. You just, you have to tap into the fields right near and here and truly it's, it's all there. So do not always feel the need to accumulate, but eliminate. I That's love that. That's so good. What a beautiful, beautiful way to wrap it up. Where can people find you, uh, connect with you, work with you? And do you have anything exciting coming up that people can be a part of? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much exciting stuff. So you can find me. I'd say the best way to reach me is on my Instagram. It's at hadvance underscore with underscore Allie. Um, and, uh, that's my main way I think of platform of connecting with people as of right now. If you are looking to shred into spring, then hit me up on my Instagram, just send me a DM. And, um, that is a quick way that we can work together and help you just become the best version of yourself. Amazing. Anybody listening, all of the links and all the good stuff will be down in the show notes. Um, definitely go reach out to Allie. She's a joy. Even if you don't plan on, you know, shredding, like just be around <laughs> her presence and absolutely uh, check out that program. I'm excited to see what it's all about and hear more about it as it, as it comes closer to the 29th. So thank you so much, Allie. I really appreciate it. It was so fun to talk to you every time that we, we get reconnected. Um, and thanks for coming on. Dude, it's been such a treat, such an honor. And thank you so much for having me, Haley. You are the best. And I'm so grateful that you're offering um, this platform to um, help add value to everyone's lives. It's truly been such an amazing ride. And I'm so grateful to have been right here with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Letting It All Hang Out. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it and learned a thing or two. I definitely know that I did. And I'd love to hear your thoughts and start a conversation with you. So feel free to send me a voice message right here on Anchor. Or you can message me on any of my social media platforms at Haley Kalani. Much love to you all. Until next time, stay well.